Welcome back to the third edition of Mix and Match Radio, brought to you by your hosts, Braden Moreno, Muhammad Ashraf, and yours truly. Today we're going to be talking about the newest and greatest head, uh, segment we're going to be adding to this, the Florida headline of the week. After that, we are going to be talking about the jewel epidemic in the United States and exactly what that is. And then finally, we're going to be talking about the greatest downgrade any haircut has ever seen. Braden, would you like to get us started? All right, so for our new segment... Starting with the Florida headline of the week, we've got headline, suspect in Florida stabbings, worried about getting fired. So apparently this guy, his name was something, Antoine Brown, uh, works for Dyke Industries, which manufactures doors and fiberglass and wood. I cannot imagine a situation that got somebody so mad about doors, stabbings were involved. Apparently he overheard his, his bosses talking about him needing to be fired. And he was asked to clock out, and minutes later, because he was worried about getting fired, came in and stabbed five people. Just like customers, or no, his his employees, like his coworkers. He just went in and stabbed his coworkers. In fear of getting fired, he in stabbed fear, five people. Well, he's definitely he definitely got. Did fired he get now. fired because of that action? I I don't believe he was fired before the stabbings even happened. But he was indeed fired afterwards. Of course. <laughs> are there? That's uh, good. <laughs> are there specifications on the instrument used for said stabbings? It was a uh, like a flip knife, like uh, you flip it open. Like so, a it's something he probably knife. just had in his car, or he might have had it on him. I mean, if he was like, I don't know what he was. I mean, do- I guess if you're a door manufacturing business, you're doing something. Yeah, yeah I don't know. to be like a knife somewhere over there. I don't know if he was in yeah. like management or IT or something like that. But I'm like, doubting if he was in management, if, if he, he was, <laughs> he he does not have good people skills. <laughs> yeah, if he was like in the actual manufacturing, he probably had a knife on him at all times. Yeah, I mean, imagine if it was a box cutter. You started. Can you stab somebody with a box cutter? You can definitely cut somebody. With you a could box cut cutter. somebody, but I don't think like you could that, stab them because it's a freaking mm-hmm. razor blade. I think they're like long enough for that. Yeah, they're like really. It's like, isn't it just like a triangle? Like yeah, that's yeah. All it's, a like, it's like a triangle. It's like an isosceles I mean, triangle. But I mean, nobody nobody <laughs> died in the stabbings. Uh, one person was like badly injured. Two people were like minorly injured, and two and another two people are in like really fine condition. What did so, the company say about the stabbings? There's anything about that? Uh, they have not. They've only released like information on the suspect himself. Nothing about like the situation besides the fact that they think. Like he overheard um, them talking about him needing to get fired, and now he stabbed a bunch of people. He's in custody. All I mean, I think it's funny when articles like this talk about like they have to say allegedly in the article. <laughs> there can be videotape footage that, of him yeah. stabbing people, and it's still allegedly. It's all allegedly. It's all allegedly, and he's just a suspect. I love until they're officially charged. Yeah, with, or yeah. not officially charged, but officially found guilty yeah, of the crime. That's the American judicial system. Even in our articles, El Chapo. If you look up El Chapo articles about him, uh, like during his trial in New York, it's all alleged. It's all El Chapo, the alleged drug, uh, the alleged drug cartel <laughs> yep. leader from the Mexico alleged. is. Yep. And it's like, yeah, I don't know if it's really alleged. I mean, <laughs> okay. So after all of this, did he end up getting fired? You know what? I don't know if they ever like officially fired him. The, the probably the jail process was enough to be like, yeah the jail process is enough anymore. like they they don't even have to like because maybe if they fire him they gotta pay him severance but now that he's in jail they can just like 
considering like him still to be an there's, employee. There's almost guaranteed outs in separate I really, phase. I feel like well, he's sure. Yeah, I'm sure getting arrested. Contractually, or, I mean. Or stabbing five people. Physically that work assaulting, for the let alone attempting to murder five different people in yeah. the business. And like the fine probably. print, it says like stab three or more people, no severance. <laughs> yeah, like severance. If it's less than three, you're fine. The second you hit that three, it's over. You're not getting any money. Yeah, like what's the what's the what's the line that you have to cross to not get severance when you get fired from a company? That's a good point. I mean, obviously, it's not just stabbing, but how far do you have to go? Yeah, how probably far do you depends have to go? on the company. Like a certain like sexual assault, assault, like anything like I'm that. I'm sure that's definitely in that. But I mean, what about any type of, like inappropriate behavior? Uh-huh. What if you throw like a chair out of the window when you're like getting fired? Fired. So what? What if you like get like after? Like you get fired. You like get you fired, and out of frustration, you pick up a chair and you launch it out the window. But what did the chair do to you? Throw it right out the window, as if there's a fire about to to encroach upon you, and you're trying. And to that's escape. your first. <laughs> that's how you're escaping an office building fire is via throwing a chair out the window. Uh, ask Michael Scott, man. <laughs> What if like didn't even break the window? Yeah, what if the window's too durable and then the wind the chair just bounces off? Sucks for you. <laughs> You're not getting out of the building. Also, no, you die. If it still breaks the window, unless it's just a drill. If, unless That's you're true. on the third floor, you're not. Your odds aren't great. <laughs> no, and I think he was. I think he was on the third floor. So like, what 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 was getting? What was throwing a chair out the window even gonna help him? I think, just, I, I, I think didn't he throw it out the window and then he started yelling help? Well, okay, did he actually... I think he ended up breaking the window. He ended up breaking the window. Definitely not at first, but I think he ended up breaking the window and he just started yelling, help. Yeah, the first throw, it just bounced off and then it went through the second time and he just started, help! Yeah, like... The funniest part of that episode... I haven't even seen The Office. I've just seen that scene multiple different times on Twitter. (laughs) The funniest part of that scene is the cat falling through the ceiling a multiple... Oh, it's the best. He goes the best. Save the cat! And he throws him up and just comes down three (laughs) tiles to the right. Angela just was keeping a cat in her drawer. Yeah. And pulled it out. Asked Oscar, who was up in the in the rafters of the ceiling, to to save the cat. And it immediately goes up into the ceiling, and then immediate falls da- immediately falls down. And then seconds later, Oscar starts falling yeah. through. It's it's a great scene, and it ends with Stanley having a heart attack. Office is a great show. No free advertisements. I I don't care at this point, Cole. All right, well. We'll address that after the episode. But <laughs> going forward, what is the what what is your line to where you just uh, you don't care about the rest of your life after you after you're getting fired right here? You you say to hell with everything else. You're gonna go mess some stuff up inside well, of this place. Not first, necessarily stab people, but first how- of all, I'm gonna confirm the fact whether I'm fired or not. He was never officially fired. He just, it was just, he just thought he was, he, yeah, he was just worried that he was going to get fired. So I'm definitely not going to, like, the line's past what he, what his line was. And I'm probably not going to stab people either. So my, my line is probably going to be, like, if I was completely in the right in a situation and I got fired for it or I, I'm just completely getting screwed over. By some by like my, my company, my coworkers, anything like that, and nobody else besides me is being held accountable for it. That's where I might like start complaining to somebody or go to like HR or upper management in a company. Not gonna stab somebody, and depending on how important the job was to me to begin with, might not even do anything about it at all. But that's like what would that's what you would do in like that's the, my in the line. Case that's that, my like, line to yeah. like actually like. Figure out that you're originally fired. Yes. And I mean, 
Well, first of all, what did this guy do? What what was he gonna get fired for? Honestly, he was probably just a really bad worker, and maybe I mean it had to have been something more than that if he was willing to stab people over. Yeah, it. maybe he was like threatening people, and that's why he needed to get fired. Or like I mean, it's a door, was, it's a door manufacturing people that he's gonna stab them. Yeah, they manufactured doors. <laughs> like how? You know how funny that would be if that's what he got was gonna get fired Wait, for. What did you say? He's like he's like he's threatening people that he's gonna stab them, and then <laughs> and that's why. He and then them. he's like worried that he get fired, and then. The day comes and he's like, "Well, I don't know if it's gonna happen, but yeah." He starts. He threatens every coworker to to stab them, and then everybody tells the supervisor. The supervisor is talking to another supervisor, talking about we need to fire this guy. He's threatening to stab people. He overhears it and begins gets scared to get people. fired and starts stabbing people. I mean, I guess he held true on his promises in that case. I mean, I, there you go. Fool me once, shame on you. <laughs> Fool me twice, uh, get stabbed. <laughs> Love that J. Cole song. <laughs> no, but I I just don't understand what you do as a super... First of all, if you see... This guy had to have shown some signs of being, like, mortally unstable. You don't you don't overhear somebody being like, yeah, we, th- we think we're going to go ahead and fire you, Bill. Bill isn't just going to immediately start stabbing people unless he's shown some probably significant signs that he's not stable. If you if you if you this guy's walking around your building just jittering like anxious as anxious as hell just ready, about to explode, I'd recommend firing him off-site maybe, maybe calling somebody up in the division. Probably not just like down the hall from him being like, "Yeah, we're going to have to get rid of Bill." Well, do you remember the situation with that with that guy that I worked with in the landscaping company and he was literally fought, like we were driving back from Houston about an hour out from the office where we were getting like where we were finishing our our trip and finishing all that and our my own like the owner of the company my boss called him and fired him with 30 minutes left in the trip and part of it was my fault for him getting fired just because he was not like he, he he wasn't a good fit and I was kind of like uh, in a good spot with my owner on like being management in that company and that's a whole other story of like how I'm not working for them anymore. But <laughs> good spot, you say. Good spot. But, um, and John like had his name was John. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, he we had need to sign like a few NDAs before we start <laughs> recording from now on. He had suspicions as to why, as to like he might be getting fired and like who suddenly might the be the rings. reason. You know as what, Brayden? I, I just I feel like I'm gonna. I don't feel safe and, in this company anymore. I think I'm gonna get fired. And thankfully, he didn't stab me. But I was I was pretty scared, like in, in that situation where you were scared he was gonna stab you. I like he okay. It was he was driving the car, and <laughs> I was just at the mercy of what whatever he wanted to do with thirty minutes left in this trip. Just veers off into traffic. I didn't. He was he it's was over like, freaking, He was cussing me out. Like he was, cussing he was you. Su- well, did yeah. you fire him? No, I didn't fire him. But he had his suspicions as to like me being at fault for it. Were you at fault for it? A little bit, yeah. That sounds like he was right. <laughs> you just got into the wrong car at the wrong time, man. I don't think I had any choice but to be in that car. I mean, I think. Ooh, that's a good question. What do you do if he starts going crazy? I that's I I had no idea what I was gonna do. In I mean, because you're I'm assuming you're on an interstate at this point, right? Yes. You're on the way back yes, from we're on, a ma- we're on a major highway. Dude, what do you do? You're in the car with somebody who just gets fired. He's losing his mind. Do you try to talk him down? Do you uh, yeah, to, I, t- I talked him down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of I was course. talking about like, hey, let's we'll, let's talk to Kevin when we get back. We'll we'll figure all this out. We'll we'll get something figured out. We'll we'll work this out. Like just kind of that thing, which I knew 
we weren't going to work anything out. The second we got back. So um, you're lying to him the whole time? Yeah. Terrible I mean, I, person. I, I really did. Like, Terrible I don't, I don't person. Like, good you're to too that. good for this place. They don't deserve you. But he was, he was a little like bit a of a friend after. It's like a friend after a breakup. Don't worry. She's going to call you back. It's going to be fine. It was them, not you. This is just temporary, and then two months later, nothing's happened. They'll come crawling has, back to you. I am only one side of the story here. So, like, we... <laughs> I, John's side of the story is never going to be public. John's side of the story is this jackass was telling me everything was okay and yeah, all this If stuff. you're listening, John, <laughs> I'm sorry, and I hope you're doing well. I think he moved to Houston, actually, so I don't know. You think he's still in the landscaping business? He He's literally been in the landscaping business since he was 13, and he was like 38. Damn, I feel wow. bad for this guy now. Yeah, yeah. I, he said he loved it. I, it's his passion. Everybody listen, pour one out for John. I don't know what my I don't know what my man's doing. If he's on the bat, John Deere, maybe he owns John Deere. Anyway, this guy was it's he possible. was he was a pathological liar, which I will mean, do it. Yeah, yeah. So was he really thirty eight? Did he really start when he was thirteen? Dude, I have no idea. He talked about how he had eight kids, but I literally only saw a picture of one kid and like he he FaceTimed his wife and and one kid one time. It like there was a lot. It What's was, the benefit of lying about eight kids? Sympathy. I don't know. Sympathy. Gets people like, like yeah, you're like you, maybe you talk about just I have eight kids. Wow, you have eight kids. How is that? Yeah. yeah. And he talked about how one of them has autism. One of them has cerebral palsy. Like it, everything led up to like it probably being a lie. That's unfortunate. Yeah. It, it was. It was. He was a scary dude. He was yeah. creepy. And if I were if I were to show you a picture of him right now, you you like probably just you'd probably jump in your seat. Ooh. I have another uh, very off-topic apologies from kind of straying here. If you get stabbed at work, is that covered by workers' comp? I would sure hope so. I mean, that doesn't seem like something that a company would include. I mean, I feel that if you're working, like you're on the clock and that situation happens, then they definitely should cover some of the expenses. Or something well, like they should that. cover it's, all the expenses. It's kind of like like. But workers not, isn't workers comp getting paid for the time that you can't actively work because of whatever the injury is? Yes. Yes. Essentially, yeah. is that not? It's it's covered by uh, the company's insurance. But it might also the, the company gets insurance for workers comp. So like the company doesn't really lose money. They, but it's they not they like the company could have month. controlled whether or not he decided to stab five people. That's what. Yeah. The, that's what. That what. That's what insurance is for in general. You don't know when you're going to get sick. If you're going to get sick. But you, you don't know con- when you're going to get in a car mm, accident. You if you're going to get get in a car accident. When you're going to get stabbed. <laughs> the health insurance agency. We can't cover you getting stabbed. That's not. <laughs> Did you see that in your coverage anywhere? No. These poor five people are going to be out of work for months and like with no uninsured, workers comp. no workers comp. Their best friend just stabbed them at work. Best friend? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Stuff happens. Maybe Bill was having a rough day. Maybe that's what, maybe they stopped being friends. Maybe Bill didn't get a friendship bracelet and everybody else did and he just lost his mind. Cole Muhammad, no matter what happens in this podcast, I would really hope that neither of you would stab me in the case that something goes really wrong. In the case that something does go really wrong, I will make sure that everyone has a knife beforehand. That way, at least it's fair game. If you go down in a three-way knife fight, it's on you, not on me. You know, I'm okay with that. Fight, you know, survival of the fittest. I'll accept that at the very least. Coming yeah. next episode. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I've, ha- I've had some experiences. Uh, I know, like... I've never, I mean, I've done jobs present and past. I mean, I've definitely thought about times where I might come close to, you know, getting cut out of the employment chain. Uh But I don't know. I've never 
even thought or I'm, I never would have even associated stabbing with me getting fired. If anything, I would have just like complained to someone, you know, but other than that, I've, I don't know like where someone would get the urge to well, yeah. How insane do you have to people. be to even want to stab somebody after, well, that's a different after finding argument. out that you think you might be fired unless he was stabbing the people because I mean, still, like, it's not justified in any sense of the way, but, like, unless he was stabbing them because they were, in turn, a part of his potential firing, yeah, that might be why. But still, I still don't think he should have stabbed anyone. Still a very aggressive response oh, to yeah, 100%. possibly getting fired. It's not like he was walking out of the office. Maybe just a little aggressive. I mean, it depends on the person you ask. I'm sure there are some people that would be like, no, that's, the, that's exactly how I would have responded. No, one of my jobs when I... If like, you find somebody who says that's exactly how I would have responded... Fire them. Run. <laughs> fire. Sorry, man. You're going to have to go. <laughs> one of the jobs I worked in the past, like, I didn't get fired, but, I mean, the management did not like me, and so I didn't want to stay there any longer. And so, like, when I did quit on my last day, like, all I did was just take a muffin and... That was my that was my retaliation. And took so, a muffin. I didn't yeah. quit. They just told me I couldn't work there anymore. They told me, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna have to get a new job. Well, why? Why? We just, just can't work here anymore. We can, we can't pay you to do what you're doing. <laughs> That's that may be my favorite part about seeing people get fired is exactly what reason it was they were getting fired for. Some people are like, they go in there and they get fired and they're complaining about it and it's like, well, what'd you get fired for? And it was like, I was late. How, well, how many times? Seventeen. You were late 17 times and you weren't already fired? Of course you're going to get fired. And it, it's just, it's, I mean, depends. But I, I want to know what, first of all, what at a door manufacturing firm, I guess, or whatever you want to call it, what could what, drive you to stab What could people? even be yeah, that what, serious? What unhinged him? That was, yeah. I was like that really trying. To, Are you I, waiting for that? Yeah, I was really trying to think of like a door pun or something or fiberglass pun, but I couldn't really think of fiberglass. fiberglass I couldn't pun. think about like a fiberglass pun. How many fiberglass that's, puns? That's do you think a are lot out there? more specific than a door pun. <laughs> oh, Did he not have enough fiber in his diet, or he had too yeah. much fiber in his diet? He was looking for a door pun, but the closest he got was a knock knock joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, that'll be the end of the podcast. No. <laughs> Um. Yeah, that's that's the Florida headline of the week. Florida headline of the week. Five five people stabbed over an unhinged man at a door manufacturing, manufacturing company, company called Dyke Industries. Pretty sure it's not gonna get like. I'm pretty sure it's just gonna get crazier from here on because it's Florida. Uh you gotta love Florida. So once do a, you? You gotta like. Love I don't Florida. really. I'm sure somebody loves Florida. I mean, a lot of old people live there. I mean, there's Disney World. You got Disney yeah. World. You got the beach. Okay, Disney World is the world. That's true. <laughs> Disney yeah, Universal <laughs> Studios. Yeah. Shout out to Harry Potter. Thanks. Um, no, but going forward, once a week, we're going to introduce a headline we have found in Florida's news over the past seven days and try to figure out exactly what, what happened. Because yeah. it, Anal- analyze the situation. Florida never makes sense. Florida never works within other people's boundaries. They just push the line as much as they can. So, for the next topic today, we are going to be discussing the jewel epidemic across the United States and kind of what the situation looks like, what has, what has been an impacted because of the situation, and what we think the possible solutions are. All right, so for those of you who don't know, jewels are everywhere. And by jewels, I'm just going to go, I'm, I'm using jewel as a 
general state way to say e-cigarette vape whatever you want to call it whether you're using a different box mod yeah box mod teardrop or whatever those are called yeah whatever whatever the vape Soren. it's the teardrop <laughs> the, the Soren. yeah <laughs> we've got a wizard in the building no but um I'm just using Juul as a description of all vapes, for that matter. Of course, it, I mean it is the biggest one and like, easiest to it, and they probably, identify. And they're probably like the mo- the most prevalent and popularizing said vaping epidemic. Okay, fair enough. So, Juuls are everywhere, and there have been six deaths, is what I believe, that have been related to vaping in the past year, something yep. like that. I don't know exactly what the number is or how long the timeline is. But six people have died from vaping, and apparently there are hundreds, hundreds of others who have developed lung diseases because of e-cigarettes and their effects, some of which are as young as 17 years old, yep. whose lungs have been described to replicate that of a 70-year-old smoker's. So, that being said, what are y'all's thoughts on not only the effects of Juuls, but also the statistic that 25% of all high schoolers vape regularly. Not only have they ever just tried to vape, but it's they vape consistently. They have within the last 30 days is what the research or what the uh, survey said. And just to, for a comparison, 25% of all high schoolers in the 80s were smoking cigarettes. And that number has pretty much steadily decreased outside of a few little blips up until 2000. And now it's at about 4%. Four percent of all high schoolers smoke cigarettes, or all uh, seniors in high school smoke cigarettes now, whereas twenty five percent are vaping. Wow! Thoughts, opinions. I mean, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. With, uh, I know it's just there's so twenty five percent is at like that's insane, man. Because, I mean, I've just not been too long that like we've all been out of high school, but I mean, whenever just even walking around the halls and stuff. I mean, I would see people with their devices or even if like I needed to go to the bathroom you just see people just chiefing it up in there. <laughs> and so it's definitely like an issue. And I mean, I mean, there are people who I know that are not too much younger than me, but like early teens starting to pick up this habit. And this is like, these devices are meant for people who have had like prolonged use with cigarettes or other like, tobacco products like chewing tobacco or anything like that and it's for them to like wean off of using those and to like eventually stop but the way that i mean i'd say kids now but like i'm we're essentially kids but like the way that kids are using them nowadays it's just like they're not being used in the way that they're designed to use and to help smokers yeah and the basically the frequency that they use these devices it's going to just worsen the effects a lot quicker if you think about it because i mean like you said uh, that kid whose lungs are comparable to a 70 year olds and he's only 18 that's outrageous yeah it's it's absolutely insane and i think now like with all of this being in the news it, it's better than like anything that's come up at this point mm-hmm. so like all the news about the fda like shutting down jewel or like ma- making more regulations on them that just wanted like vapors to 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 do more because now like the government's getting involved like they don't want the government to get involved they want to keep going but now like actually see, seeing people getting affected by it um it, it's real and people are are genuinely getting sick and it, it's hurting them 
And um, that's why, like, I, I'll i admit, I, I jeweled for a while. I did. and I have to. Um, I think it's safe to say the majority of us have, and all of us at this table included, but the majority of people around the age of 20 probably have. Yeah, and, and it's like... If, if you stay in it and, like, you do it for a long time and really frequently throughout the day, it's going to mess you up. And, oh, yeah. And because it's such a new thing, people – there's not a whole lot of research or, like, knowledge on what prolonged and frequent use of it will do to somebody. And now that's, like, showing up. And it's showing up quickly even after, like, one or – like, only one or two years of doing it mm-hmm. compared to smoking. Like, I don't know how much, um, it like, research there is on, like, how quickly – Somebody who, who smoked who smoked re- cigarettes frequently and over and over a long time, um, like when cigarettes first started coming out, and like even through the seventies, eighties, nineties, like people like people started finding out that they're bad. But it's over like many years of use that before like before there's really stuff going on, and I don't know if it's just like how media is more easily covered, mm-hmm. uh, like like news is more easily covered throughout the media nowadays. But with like having six people die. And hundreds, uh, maybe even thousands of lung issues among, among that's teens. Only, that's only the ones that are reported, too. We have no yeah, idea of exactly. exactly how many are developing or have kind of gone underlying. And it's it, one, it says a lot about how far we've fallen as yeah. far. Because, I mean, there was a it spent it was decades of work that was put into lessening the use of high schoolers and cigarettes and yeah. lessening yeah. that correlation. And pretty much all of that works. This is like no better now. I mean, it's if, if anything, it's worse yeah. because the, it's 100% the worse. nicotine concentration in jewels is significantly higher. It's equivalent than, to like a pack. Insane. It's equivalent to like a pack one pod of is equivalent to an yep. entire pack of cigarettes. And it, I mean, depending on the smoker, I mean, a pack can last them like maybe a week or a couple of days. But I mean, people can run through those pods within a day yeah. or even a couple hours. I was going to say, there's definitely pack a day smokers like. Uh, there's a lot of pack a day smokers. There's probably out a there. mul- there's multiple yeah. pack a day but smokers out there. Like, honestly, a, l- a lot of people using jewels nowadays, they're going through one or two a day sometimes yeah. because like you can just do it so often. Mm-hmm. Like you can do it anywhere pretty much because there's not a whole lot of smell to it, especially the jewels. Like the big and mods, vapor just disappears in thin air too. Exactly. It's you can just wave your hand around. And it's I mean people exactly. were doing it in class when I was in high school and that yeah. was two years ago. So yeah. it's and I mean. I remember when e-cigarettes first kind of hit the market too, because I was in middle school. Yeah. yeah it was my seventh or eighth grade year, one or the other. And people's older brothers were getting hands on their hands on these e-cigarettes and they were distributing them to their little brothers yep. who were then selling them to our classmates in seventh and eighth grade. You have to realize these kids are 13 years old when this is all happening. 13 years old is far too young for someone to have their have their hands on something that could get them addicted. Or even be surrounded to, by it. Well, like, I mean, yeah, but especially to have access to actually partake in the activity. Your body's like not even fully developed at 13 years old. You're just you're, now developing. Your body's not even fully developed at 20 years old. Yeah. Like at, guys especially, your body's not fully de- developed until about 23. Yeah. And with the epidemic, like with people starting at probably more frequently like 15 16 17 um it could not be worse because you're in your prime growth development and when you're ripping a jewel every day putting all those nasty chemicals into your lungs especially like what what do you think that could that could do to you over the long term in your prime like growing years also the crazy thing is that the buzz that you get from nicotine 
it causes just an influx of endorphins to surround your brain and just like constantly doing that throughout your day it's going to make you dependent on releasing those endorphins to where it's going to get to the point that you can't produce those chemicals naturally anymore and you need something to help you well that's just that. how addiction works correct? And so it's just, yeah i mean that's this whole thing with like uh serotonin and like sleeping pills right? yeah like melatonin that, and yeah stuff. like melatonin yeah. it like it, it reduces the rate of uh it's, it is serotonin right that's the is that the chemical or is it it's melatonin melatonin's the chemical i thought melatonin uh, melatonin's right. I, I don't know what or the chemical i think is. serotonin is the chemical and, and then melatonin, melatonin is the, the medicine yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but there's there's other like either way other sleeping medicines either way a sleeping yeah. pill if you take it regularly decreases the or Decreases, decreases your, your ability, natural yeah, your ability natural, to yeah. produce that chemical mm-hmm. within your own brain. And then that makes you rely on it just to yeah. sleep. And I think that's the, and that will is right. the exact same thing that's happening with, that's just how addiction works is you do it so much that your body relies on that to then operate. Normally. You just start craving yeah. it. And I know like melatonin is like, it's more natural. Like it's definitely the better mm-hmm. way to go. But Ambien is like the big one, like big hardcore, one that people really like they cannot sleep without it and that's like more with like old people especially i know like my both my grandparents take ambien at night to fall asleep and they like they can't sleep and they say they can't sleep at all without it and like they like they're super restless without it i know you can even i mean despite sleep you can even like abuse ambien further than that because uh, if you fight the urge that it brings on you to sleep then you'll just start tripping balls like quaaludes yeah (laughs) Quaaludes. <laughs> if there was one place I was not expecting this conversation to go, it was definitely Quaaludes. Quaaludes. <laughs> but that, I think, offers a question, which is, are the steps behind banning flavored e-cigarette products and the statements that people have been making that these were marketed towards kids, are those accurate and are these the right moves that we should be making? Is that is that the is that the correct step to take? Especially because I mean we have a problem when you have kids that are young. One, this is far and wide their first experience with addiction, and we don't really have programs in place to help kids at a in mass numbers fight that kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and they don't right. know how to do so. I mean, and no, this isn't like a rag on high schoolers or anything, but they're not exactly like mentally prepared to endure that kind of trial you know what i'm saying yeah yeah I know it's, exactly. they're not they're not in the place and they're they're definitely not old enough to understand that you have to stop doing this yeah. it's gonna be like this is gonna be an issue and i mean i know plenty of people that do vape and i mean this isn't this isn't an attack on you on those of you that do it's more of a this problem of people becoming addicted is rapidly increasing at such a rate where it proposes the question can we even allow this ability to get addicted to continue? Yep. Because the flavor, for example, the flavors of, what is it, mango and mint. And I know for obvious Ma- Mango and like the fruit medley, like Jewel-wise, like well, you can only buy them online now. Like well, they, yeah, Jewel, they got rid of those now. Yeah, the cool cucumber. But like mint, tobacco, well, and Jewel, like a few others. I mean, it's not just Jewel, stores. though, with flavor. The, just the flavors of whether it's blueberry, mango, yeah. cherry, strawberry, whatever. These flavors are not marketed towards like towards reformed smokers. No, no yeah, they, they, These are very much, very much marketed towards well, children. Or not necessarily children, but kids that haven't To smoked. a younger spectrum, just like 20-year-olds, I feel. I don't know, like, the legal action that you're able to take. Because, like, they're not... 
they're not breaking the law yeah and they're not actively marketing towards anybody under under age or like anybody that's not an active smoker already like they 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 produce these flavors just to be able to sell more to anybody who like maybe doesn't like a certain flavor so they have to have a variety of options in order in order to sell to to anybody that's trying to like get off cigarettes but maybe they don't like this flavor or this flavor so they have to have this flavor well could so like that's just them like need like having that ability to but and i don't think i don't think their intention was to go for like teenagers i don't, I don't know initially if, if you listen to the way jewel executives talk in that or speak about the kind of issue in that company it some of their excuses really? for it are pretty thin i'm not saying that they were well it's also like just i'm not a saying liability reason well you, i know like, that obviously but and i'm not saying that it's like they were originally intending on going after kids i'm just saying it's they highly, realized how much money they were making. It's when highly possible yeah. that when the problem was realized, they did not shy away off of it because they. I mean, I would right. I would not be surprised if eighty five percent of the jewel consumer base was below twenty five years old. I I completely agree, and that's bad because this this isn't a generation that grew up smoking. Does no. that make sense? This yeah, is yeah. No, or even we, around smoking. We were the best generation statistically. To, to stop combat smoking. teen smoking. Yeah. Because just the thought of a cigarette is so unappealing. But these electronic devices, it's it, it's, it's, it's it's not like it doesn't even have the same connotation as a cigarette because you're just like, oh no, it's like doesn't have any tobacco, no tar, it's a lot safer. But it's I mean, still addictive and a bunch of those harmful chemicals are still in there. It just doesn't look as bad. Yeah, yeah I and think, I mean people think cigarette people our age think cigarettes are gross. They do. And it's yeah. not that's not something that's uncommon. You will see people talk about how gross they think cigarettes are. It's all honesty, jeweling isn't that different. It's not that far off. It I'm I know it's not you're not smoking tar or whatever, but it's not like you're smoking flowers and rainbows either, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No. And that's like it, I, you're still smoking harmful chemicals that may not smell as bad as a cigarette, but I think that may be the exact issue as to how this is well, gotten I think where it is. The media attention that it's getting right now is the best thing for the case of people stopping e-cigarette like the smoking of e-cigarettes now. Because okay. people are really seeing the effects of it. Because mm-hmm. for for the longest time, people are like, like it's not going to hurt you at all. It's so much better than cigarettes. Um, it it tastes good. It feels good. Um, you're fine. But now, like we're really seeing the effects of it. And if if you're not scared by the people who are going through what they're going through because of e cigarettes, then you like you like. I don't want to say you don't have more value for your life, but I feel like I definitely value my life more than I value an e-cigarette. That's, I mean, that's why I stopped because I mean, yeah. I, I could see, I wasn't addicted, but I could see that I, I could get myself to that point and I didn't want to get there and then have a much harder time trying to get out of that cycle. And so I'm, I mean, I've decided to wean off of it and I have been a lot better about it, but it's just like, it, it's crazy like what it can do to you because I, I never thought that that would happen because I mean I've grown up seeing people smoke cigarettes and stuff all the time and I was like I'm never gonna do that and I've still never touched the cigarette to this day and whenever I have hit a jewel or an electronic device like that I think that it's I've always thought that it's like I mean at least I'm not smoking a cigarette but like Cole said it's not better whatsoever yeah. Yeah. that's that's a good point as to how that problem developed is the idea that it's just better than smoking a cigarette yeah 
I I agree that it definitely does not look nearly as bad, and I'm sure they are not filled with chemicals that do the same harm, but they certainly carry the same level of issues when it's talking about the things coming out of that, whether it's a jewel box mod or whatever is the device. Those things are just as harmful, if not more harmful than cigarettes. Yeah. And I think coming, coming now, like we're definitely going to see a lot more research and a lot more stuff coming out more than we already have. Cause there's plenty of research out there already about the, the negative effects of e-cigarettes. And now with, like actual deaths being involved, compl- like directly involving the the use of um, e-cigarettes, we we need to see more. And I don't know, I still don't know, what, like what kind of legal action you can even take, because, um, like, I think Jewel does, like Jewel has enough evidence and um, argument against the fact that they weren't marketing towards teenagers and like teenagers just marketed them marketed it themselves and i think that's that's a big part of it like teenagers market to other teenagers like they did the marketing for jewel themselves okay i see what you're saying i didn't get my first jewel because you saw a jewel commercial you did it because you saw your all your friends okay so you're saying that the 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 problem is with the generation itself it's not it's not a problem with the companies Uh, being able being able to regulate the companies and like who can buy from where at what age which they did you can't buy tobacco. Like you now cannot buy tobacco products unless Until you're, you're above, 21. Yeah, unless yeah. you're above 21. That's um, crazy. But that's that's not. I mean, that, there's a grandfather clause that basically just says if you were 18 before the law yes, was. I can still buy tobacco like, products, but I'm not it's 21. It's like September of 2001. If you're born before that date, you can still good. buy tobacco yeah, products. And I mean, it. It's definitely a very interesting issue because it's kind of the first way we've seen this shift of new old old age issues that have kind of just transformed into new age issues. You know what I'm saying? Like they were they had to regulate the cigarette market because of the same thing 40 years ago. Yeah. And they're going to have to do the same thing for this. But the line that they take with it is going to essentially have to be the same thing, which is it's obviously a negative thing. Yeah, there's no there's no positive. It is to ju- There's people. no positive to e-cigarettes outside of the very minute amount of people that are using them to quit smoking yes. cigarettes. And I think that if you take the, I, I do agree that if you take the tobacco flavored only line, you eliminate the idea that kids are just going to smoke it because they think it's cool. Yeah. Because it's really easy for a kid to pick up a jewel and hit that jewel a few times, and it tastes like pink lemonade or whatever. And then immediately think, you know what, this isn't that bad. I'm doing what everybody else is doing. I yeah. mean, I'm not going to lie. Whenever Jewel like, first started, or whenever I was first introduced to a Jewel, I was very interested in what creme brulee tasted like. And so that's part of why I like... There was a creme brulee flavor? Yeah. It was actually horrible. Yeah, it was terrible. But I now, was curious. I know how to make like real creme brulee. The chef. It tastes amazing. Nothing like the Jewel Pod, but knowing that I can like create my own real creme brulee kind of kept me away from that flavor. So it but felt. But can you create a creme brulee that tastes like a Jewel Pod? Definitely not. Okay. I, I would never. I mean, no. I'm I'm not that bad of a cook, and I could never like. <laughs> I could never. I, I don't even think. I don't even think I'm too, I'm so good that even if I tried uh, to make it taste like bad that bad, I couldn't. 
That I'm is just a saying. big just statement saying. right there. I am just he is saying. So good, he cannot fail. I'd take you up on that offer. I'll, I'll have to make you some creme brulee. It's actually so easy. It really? really is. Yeah, you just need a creme brulee torch. You need to you need to know how to make vanilla custard, and you need to know how how to not burn sugar. Huh. Ta-da, creme brulee. Fair enough, I guess. But as far as kind of summing up this jewel issue and what to do about it. I think that we're taking steps in the right direction. Yes. I think that the first of all, it was what in like February that we that they banned uh, Jules' ability to sell like mango pods like and other flavored pods, fruity flavors. And yeah, stuff other like fruity that. flavors. It was like it was a couple which, months ago. I don't even think I actually don't think that was um, a jewel like that was a QT thing. I'm pretty sure. No, it was because you can buy it in vape shops still. Maybe I think it was gas stations. I there think it was all. Ga- I think it was just gas stations. There might be like individual distributors too that might have like jewel compatible pods. You know. Yeah. But I see what you're saying. I, don't know. I think that was a step in the right direction, and I think that was basically the FDA saying what is the minimum amount we can do to make it seem like we're trying, and then people are starting to die, and now everyone's like, you know what, seventeen year olds are dying from lung disease. Something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> because- uh. Yeah, I think go, like government like regulation is definitely needed in this case. It's on the way. But more than anything, it's a gener- it, like a generation has to be able to fix this. Because cigarettes like especially like there hasn't been any different regulation on cigarettes in the past 40 years, but it's it was going down a lot up until like and it it still is down, but then e-cigarettes got introduced. And a lot of people started doing that. And there are kids that I know kids myself that have taken up smoking cigarettes because either jewels are too expensive or there's too much nicotine. in them. Yeah. And it's, it's a redundant issue that really it was created to try to stop smoking and has turned into making more people smoke. And we're seeing these rate. And I mean, if you consider vaping smoking, the rates of teenagers smoking has skyrocketed. It's not a. It's probably higher than it ever was. It, it's up there. It's definitely up there. And I mean, it's it's scary because these are. It's just getting worse. And I mean, I don't see it. I don't see it slowing down. Maybe after this media thing, or after the media wave behind it has gotten released, and maybe if the administration decides they want to make a ban on flavored e-cigarette products, then you're talking. But if they don't, and this flies over, kind of just as everything else typically does, it just you know what I'm talking about. It's in the news for a week. It, yeah, it leaves the news, and then everybody forgets about it. If that's what happens with this, we're just gonna see these numbers grow and grow and grow, and then you're gonna see a lot of people in a lot of really bad situations because of this. Yeah, I think like what my big point that I'm trying to make across is that the only people who can really fix the the problem is the. Everybody, everybody in our generation, like anybody around us. So everybody, like, there's not a person out there that doesn't know somebody who smokes an e-cig. Yeah. Or true. especially, specifically, somebody who smokes an e-cig before, like, ever smoking cigarettes, and now they're like using it to get off cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Which at this point, we don't even know if e-cigs are are any better than cigarettes at all. Yeah. Like, that is for, that's for, a good point. For all too. we know, you could be better off smoking cigarettes than smoking e-cigs. Or just, like, don't smoke anything, you know. <laughs> don't smoke any. Like that's. That's a big thing. And um and anyway, like just finding groups of people who will encourage you to stop smoking e-cigs or um like frown upon it and like not not just not judge, but like 
as a genuine interest in that person's life and a genuine concern for that person. Like, I love that. I love you as a person. I, I know that this is hurting you. I think you should stop. Not a judgment, but I love you so much that I don't want you to get hurt by this and you should probably stop. Well said. Well said. I, uh, just quick thing, but I, I realized how bad this was once when, uh, one of my, one of my friends, they told me that they, it's very counterintuitive when you hear about it, but it's like, they told me that they picked up smoking cigarettes so that they could quit jeweling. Yeah. And so I was just so confused because it, that's comparing apples to apples, I feel. Yes. It's the and, same thing. Yep. So we here at Mix and Match Radio encourage anybody who is jeweling regularly without decent need. If, you're, if you think you want to jewel because your friends are doing it or you think you want to jewel because it's a fun thing to do or whatever else, I'm telling or, you right now that there's a better alternative to whatever it is. If you're trying to look cool, if you're trying to fit in, if you're trying to get maybe even relieve some stress, there are better alternatives to it. And... Like yoga. Yeah, do yoga. Don't meditate. Meditate. Don't smoke e cigs. I always and wanted to do yoga. I've never done it, but I mean I I mean I've actually done a little bit of yoga recently because my lower back has been pretty bad as of the past like few months, so I've been trying to do it like two or three times a week. Not bad. Huh. Huh. It's pretty relaxing too. It's like I know it sounds very cliche and it's but I don't know, it's weird. Weird like vibe to the whole thing, but it's it's yeah. It definitely works, I'll tell you that. And, right now. and for the people with like the mindset like like I had that I'm just gonna do it for like a few years while I'm like having fun in college, hanging out with people, like go going around and then I'm just gonna quit like once I'm growing up and I have a job, I have a family, I have kids. Like first of all the addiction sets in the longer you do it. So the harder it's gonna be the longer you do it. And look like and thinking that I'm only doing it for a short period of time. Um so it's not going to affect me too much. These people who are dying or getting lung diseases or just having general respiratory problems because of e-cigs haven't been doing it for 10, 15 years or even five years. They've been doing it for one, two, maybe three years at the most. And they're dying or like being seriously affected by this. So like it doesn't matter how long or how short you're going to be doing it for. It's, it's really going to be hurting you. And that's, that's just my two cents. And that's that's coming from somebody who did jewel regularly and I, I've gotten off of it and it's and it was hard, but like I know that I, I love myself too much. To, we t- we love I, you I too, Braden. too much. And like I've I had enough uh people who loved me helped help me to to get off and like encourage mm-hmm. me and I, I feel better now. Especially like just doing like physical activity. Like I got winded way faster than I used to. And that like just that scared me. And I and it's, it wasn't even for that long that yeah. I did it for. And now like with all this stuff coming out, I'm super glad I got ahead of it if anything cuz if I continued, who knows what like what situation I'd be in now. How much worse it would so have been where you were just at, like yeah. the the like more happier I am it like because of stopping and like it's it, like it's it's harder for other people than it's harder for some people more than others. Um, but I, I feel great right now. And that's good, man. Um, I just genuinely, it's a, it's a generational thing. Just t- be there for your friends who, who are doing this stuff. That's a great point and a great way to kind of close yeah. out this segment. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I close that out. We, 
we if you if you're attempting to quit, it's a long road, it's a tough road, and you can lean, do it. You can not only can you do it, but lean on your friends and realize the big picture behind things. But yeah, that's kind of the jeweling epidemic and a little bit of a summarization as to multiple different things surrounding it. But we are going to cut to break very briefly to get our mandatory survival in, get some wind in the sails, you know, try to <laughs> try to live a little bit. But we'll be back to discuss the worst haircut probably ever. See you in a few. All right, we're back and we're here to talk about the worst haircut in the world. And that is of another, none other than Steve Harrington. Steve Harrington from Stranger Things, otherwise known as the actor Joe Keery, Got a haircut this week, and he took what Braden described as the what luscious and he he took he took his young luscious, uh, heartthrob haircut, and turned it into the the middle aged pedophile. <laughs> I think it looks good. You what it's, are you talking about? It's pretty bad. All right, I would rock a bowl cut. You would rock a bowl cut. I mean, I mean, probably just for a looks. bowl cut like this. Oh yeah. I mean, his is barely even a bowl cut, though. It's like separated bangs down the middle of his forehead. I mean, it looks like Moses walked up his nose and just nah. split his... <laughs> Dude, I'm just yeah, kidding. It's pretty, they split it's the Red bad. Sea through his bangs, bro. Like, I don't even know what he's trying to do I'm here. just playing. It's pretty bad. He's got bad. some <laughs> chest hair coming out of, of his... Like, he just does not look good. He's got this, like, little patchy... Hey. Uh, hair, hair... Facial hair going on. It's... It's he went a for disgrace. It. He went for it, though. Oh, I don't think he really. I don't Cole, think he, Cole was motioning from me to to look at the picture on my phone, and I had no idea yeah, what he thought. Wanted. I was like trying to move the mic or something. Yeah, it I, was I don't know what. It, like, am I speaking bad or like? Can you not hear me? No, you just want my phone. I don't think he got this haircut though, and like not wanting attention. He was definitely like knowing he. Yeah, he's been it. out of the spotlight a little bit. He wasn't like a super out major of the spotlight. <laughs> Stranger Things came out earlier this summer. It's not like it's been six years. His hair's also like pretty There wasn't iconic. as much hype around like Joe Keery though. What? Steve Harrington. He was in like half the season. So like Stranger Things 2 was like well, no, no, no. I'm talking about like, mi- like socially and like media. Oh, okay. so, like, I Stranger mean, Stranger Things I, too. Like okay. he, he came out. He, re- he became friends with all the kids. Like start, like starting beating people up with bats and all that. And like this season, like he was. They just kind of like, ah, no, never mind. Like they, they kind of still. I, I definitely saw his reaction to. Like the kids I, I see in what you're saying. You had more star factor yeah. after season two. Regardless, this is like. An abomination of a haircut. I, that's the perfect one. I I am terrified to see what se- season four of Stranger Things entailed that made him cut his hair like this. I'm hoping that's what this is for. I'm hoping this wasn't like a business decision on his end where it was like, I'm just going to cut my hair. I'm tired of the long stuff because it is bad. It's bad. It isn't. It isn't. That's like mild. that's like Britney Spears shaving her head bad. I wonder yeah. If, yeah, it's not bad. You're taking iconic hair and just ripping it all off. Yeah. Ugh. I wonder if they're like. This was on purpose, or if like, it was just like he just had bad barbers. Does he have like a whole? I you can't like <clears throat> celebrities don't just have bad barbers. That's a, that's a decent point. They're they're, yeah. pay, they're paying like a hundred dollars or top more. Dollar. Yeah, they pay top dollar. You think that a celebrity is paying only a hundred dollars for their See, haircut? I I, I celebrities pay a hundred dollars for their Uber. I try not to pay more than twenty dollars for my haircut. I cannot Bro, agree with that. I, I pay twelve. Okay, you pay I twelve. Where do yeah. you go? <laughs> I overshoot both of you. In and style I haircuts. Shout out to them. But then again, you also have probably the nicest hair out of all of us. 
Well, thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. You know, just got to just take that one on the shoulder. But no, it's, I just, I don't know how you could take some of the most beautiful hair in the game. I mean, it was, it was truly monumental. It was magnificent. It was a, magnificent. It, that is a great word to describe his hair. Luscious. It's like taking the Mona Lisa and ta- and just destroying it and saying, you know, this is just the new look. Setting it on fire. This is the new look of the no, Mona Lisa. No, it's taking the Mona Lisa and like change it, like just changing the picture. Yeah, just, or like draw or like having a toddler scribble on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just I mean, well, first of all, why does he have this peach fuzz? Like, it, do you see how light the peach fuzz is in that picture? Yeah. It's it's so minimal. It makes me like. Why does there's he have? no there's no reason for it? Why like it looks he like shave? he just woke up and came to this. I would not dislike this haircut as much if he didn't have the facial hair. As okay, well. no, I, I hate the haircut. I think that the facial hair would be better if the haircut was better. I think the whole look would be better. If, yeah, like the okay. So the facial because the suit bangs. That's a six. Suit. It's a six suit. It's okay. a two piece like checkered suit on. And it's you got cool. The chest hair if he had that, out of it. Well, if he had that facial hair with a better haircut, he might look better. But that haircut, it's also with very that uneven. Facial hair, it was not yeah. cut proportionately whatsoever. I don't know if yeah, he wanted know, it, that well, and like just wanted to be unique. Because like first of all, all right, give his, me number four, and then on the other side, give me number six. <laughs> That's, then, <laughs> that's what makes me think it has to be something for the show, though. Cut, cut it so, two inches on the left. It's one so inch on the right. outside of it, it. It just doesn't look natural. Is it to fit in with Russia? I mean, I mean I, uh, we, we all know that's where Stranger Things 4 is going. Cut, well, yeah, cut it towards a Russian. It's, it's going towards Russia and some. I mean, I guess, but maybe. I mean, it's the same reason David. Uh, people are talking about David Harbour growing out his beard, which is that's. Uh, that's Jim. Hopper. That's Jim, Jim Hopper. Jim yeah. Hopper. Don't mess Him. around with Jim, baby. Yeah. Best song ever. That's for ever, Black Widow. Though. Ever. Yeah. But not only is it for Black Widow, he's but he's in Black you, Widow? Yeah. yeah. He's gonna be his <laughs> you're gonna get a kick out of this. His name in the Black Widow movie? Alexi. Oh. Yeah. Alexi's definitely the same. But he's like the Soviet uh, incarnation of Captain America. Red, okay. Red okay. Guardian. It's gonna be really cool Isn't seeing him. The Winter Soldier, kinda like the Soviet, but like he has a shield and stuff too. Okay, yeah. okay. That is going to be really. It's, it's going to be. That is going to be movie. really interesting to see how Hydra and the Soviet Union coexist. Yeah. Is it going to be like a Hydra? I think well, Hydra's like a Hydra and cell, Shield coexisted. <laughs> well, no, no. I'm not saying coexist, but like work together. R one. Yes. I mean, I want to say work together, but. I don't want to just. Like, pa- I don't want to paint the Soviet unions as the bad guys and be all like American about it. But in the situation that Hydra is present in this movie, which I feel like they have to be, if they have that much influence over that period of time. Yeah. Are they in the Soviet Union? Do they oppose the Soviet Union? I where did the so- where does so where does the Soviet Union and Hydra? Play it might it? just be like a splinter cell, you know, just like or like a branch of the Soviet Maybe it's like Union. mentioned. Yeah. I'm not sure, though. Oh, breaking news as of er, late, either late yesterday or earlier today. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. will be making an appearance yeah. in the Black Widow movie. Yeah, I, I, I heard that. about that. That's going to be... I, it makes sense, though. I wish so, so, so much that that wasn't leaked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Do you know yeah. how exciting that would have been okay, on opening is, night like, to see him come out? I, I was actually going to bring something up about like that and like analyzing a movie and like wondering what's going to happen. I love going into a movie blind. I just do. Mm-hmm. It, it's the best thing because like you're genuinely surprised and like by everything, and it, it really like enhances your movie going experience. Like if you like, 
Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Great movie. Didn't know Fantastic anything about it. Movie. That didn't was hear a, any, yeah, didn't know probably, anything about it. That's probably my favorite well, movie I've seen this year. Watched it, watched Out, it opening I, night. I saw Endgame, so I can't really. Watched it opening night. Didn't know anything about it coming like going in. Didn't even know much about the Manson Runners going in. Spoiler alert. Like, not even a spoiler alert. One of the greatest endings in the world that you just like, you're like starting the movie. You can't just sit, you can't just like throw out, hey, I think this is how it's going to end. Because you have no idea how it's going to end it was until a slow you see it. Build. And it's yeah, Tarantino. And it's a slow but it was, build. I liked it a lot. It's so Tarantino, so you really don't know too much about where it's going. It's his take on history. Yeah. Which is it. so, just, just like in Glorious Bastards. Which is so appealing. I, I love know. that part about Tarantino <laughs> that it's like it has a general like basis around what it's going to be about, and it's never that way. No, it's always just a little different. Which Inglorious Bastards, first of all, may, is I mean it's one of my favorite movies of all time. And I there are very few movies I could describe as just straight perfect that I that I legitimately don't think I could point out a thing that I dislike about it. Inglorious Bastards is one of those movies. I I do not know if there is a negative in that movie that I could point out. I'd have to agree. Yeah. And we will have an episode where we... That opening scene with uh, him talking in the house with the, guy, with the guy harboring the, uh, the, it was an Oscar. the Jewish it was a, family. It was literally an Oscar winning scene. It was, it was phenomenal. Christopher Waltz won an Oscar from that movie, I'm pretty sure. Through, yeah, like, he did. Through, I think it, he did. One of the greatest villain characters. It's so in, intimidating. In, in any movie in history. My skin was crawling, like, the entire time. Yeah, the first time. The tension was built so perfectly in that scene. And, like... Oh. Especially when he switches. Well, oh my! We we can save a lot of this for like a future episode. We will yeah. we will eventually rank the Tarantino movies. I'm not sure when that will happen. Yeah, but that is an episode that will. Come. I still need to see Django Unchanged, which a lot of people rank top three. Absolutely it's, it's, amazing. It's, it's, it's I, far. I don't know how there. how Phenomenal. or why I haven't seen it it's yet. Phenomenal. Well, first of all, it's not on any streaming services. See, so I, lo- it's not I love I love Reservoir Dogs, which most people don't. I mean, I that's still need to watch that's that. not one of people's most highly rated I, movies. I liked it. I'm not gonna say I loved it. I think it was a great movie, and I definitely liked and enjoyed I, watching I don't know it. why I like movies where a lot of characters die like yeah. there's the, that sounds really dark but it makes it feel like it's a better like almost, I don't know when the good guy doesn't win I find it really refreshing when you live in like today's Hollywood where it's every single yeah, movie it's unexpected it's dramatic action yeah oh oh no something bad happened the hero's disappointed wait oh, no. he, somebody shows up from the past that person then sud- just changes the complete circumstances behind the movie hero wins which that's a, that's one of the reasons I like Infinity War so much. First of all, was like the fact that they lost, but that's besides the point. Either way, the scene in Inglorious Bastards, where we're, the one that we were talking about, the yeah. opening scene, when he switches to the English tongue, like when he's because like, you know yep. he's asking yeah. for milk the entire time, and then he switches over to like ta- speaking English, and he has like a whole conversation with them about it, and then he goes, if he goes, this is my job or whatever, and if I was. If I was in this house, I'd be inclined to like look and try to find the Jews the best possible I can. He goes, "If I was looking for them, would they be, would they be, uh, would they be under the floor?" And he goes, and he just the guy just stops. And first of all, for for a person who has like six lines in a movie, the guy who played the homeowner in that scene, amazing, it was fantastic, amazing. He had to play it all out with his face without saying a single thing of dialogue for that instance. Mm-hmm. And he played it so well, and you can see the the want to just hold back, but he he can't. I mean, he, he if, you just see him tremble just right before you. It's it's some, in such a natural way too. Like it doesn't feel forced whatsoever. It's incredible it's, acting. It is, yeah, it's 
wonderful acting. I don't know like wow why or how we haven't seen him in much other stuff because his his performance in that in such a short amount of time, mm-hmm. which is it's actually not for like it being one continuous scene. It was like thirty minutes because yeah. that was a basically a insane. one take, was it not? I mean, I think so, about that. Maybe. I mean. It, maybe not a one take, but it was definitely it, there wasn't anything cutting in between. No, yeah, it, it was, was it, it was, was a, a continuous. Scene. Yeah, it was full and continuous. But um, that scene was just when he switches over to English and he and he basically figures out that the Jews are there and he goes, "Well, where are they?" Yeah, and he and he says, "Show me on the floor." And he and then he stops and he goes, and he points to where they are and he stands up and he goes, based off of the fact that I haven't heard any screams, I take they don't speak English, and then he calls the soldiers in. And, just, and, and he starts talking and he starts talking in French. Well, it was nice having yeah, it was nice yeah. having this talk. I'm glad we were able to figure this all out. Have a good day. And then in English again here. Oh, and then they, and then they basically they unleash the fire. And then when the girl is running and that girl obviously we all know who she turns out to be. Yeah, but yeah. when that girl is running away, he's like, he's like out in the field and he's he just, about to shoot. And then he just goes, "Eh, Never mind. That's like, you know what I'm saying? It's like he know, like it's just the evil like resonates in him. It's such and a it's, good acting job. It's incredible. Which you know he started out as a comedian. That doesn't surprise Wallace. me. I did not know that at that, all. That, yep. that doesn't surprise me. I mean that, that obviously it's insane to see that kind of like progression. And I career. think he's one of the best actors working today. He's right ama- now. he he is genuinely amazing. And which I was also in Django. I was about to say, which makes me so excited to see Django Unchained because I like I grew a love for crushes that role too in Inglorious Bastards. Real quick, one more scene I want to talk about in Glorious Bastards. The scene where what's what's the name of the movie uh, theater owner? The Ritz. No, the, it no, was supposed to be at the Ritz originally. Oh. Yeah, but the girl, the girl who owns um, it. Regardless, some French name. Regardless, her and uh, God the what, the what? helper. No, when they're when they're the, at the soldier, when when they're at the dinner with the soldier, yeah. and he shows up, the uh, the Jew hunter or whatever is that his name? Is yeah. that what they call him? The, yeah, they, they call, call him the Jew hunter. When he shows up, and they're sitting but at he's the just table, a yeah, and it were and, he, and they're sitting at the table. You're talking about the actor who like they're making the movie about, right? No, like, no, 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 no. When uh, when they're sitting at the, I'm talking about the event when she goes, oh, God, what's the name of the soldier? The uh, the German one that had that killed a bunch of the guys. That they're making the movie about? Oh, I thought you meant the Inglorious Bastards as a whole. <laughs> okay, uh, I forgot that we're talking about a movie within a movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> You're like, no, 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 no. What are you talking about? That's crazy. So you're talking about the 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 movie that the soldier is based on. What's yes. His, his name's Frederick. Fred. Yeah, Frederick. Uh, Zoiler. Wilhelm. Zoiler. Yeah, yes. Zoiler. And uh, they they're at the uh, or Zoller. Uh, I think it's Zoller. Zoller. Whatever. Yeah. Regardless, they're at the event where he's meeting with the movie director yes at the dinner thing or whatever and they're both and the girl and the jew hunter are sitting at the table together and they're having like a conversation when zoller mm-hmm. isn't around well yeah he, he, asks he asks everybody to, to speak leave. to her alone yeah, he asked to speak to her which alone because immediately like, because he's a detective he's got well, not only everybody that, because it's a new not venue. only that but he immediately isolates her yes and then they start talking or whatever and this is the whole question that if you know the scene you'll know why i'm asking it do you think he knows who she is i yeah because i mean he, okay he has to to, to go up to, okay I think we but need to did chill he even out. get that good of a look at her whenever she was running away? There, why would he? Okay, why would he immediately isolate 
a girl that has nothing to do with okay, it. Okay, because jo- she was, like, hosting that event, and, like, Hitler was going to be But that's there. not her job. That's not his job to he clear He continually it. talks about how, like, his job is to be a detective, and he's a damn good one, and why not work for the Nazis? For the Nazis? She could not have been more obvious. So, yeah, so she could not have been more obvious, and, like, she, he, he had to have looked into her history up even before, like, meeting her mm-hmm. and all this stuff, and, like, how, how do you... And, like, he's asking all these questions that he knows the answers to. Yeah. Just yeah, seeing how like, she reacts. Like, how to did the your questions. mother? How did your mother die? How did your like? How did you come to own a movie theater at such yeah, a young age? Exactly. And all these different things where he knows that he he literally is responsible for his entire family's death. And she holds a stone cold like you can see the fear in her eyes, but she just like she keeps composed almost. And then she immediately busts. And then she the walks tears, out, like, walks, walks away, and she immediately out. busts. Yeah. First yeah. of all, how? I mean, I'm not like big for comedy or in like a movie in that kind of scene right there where it's like super intense, but how funny would it have been if when she started crying when he walked away, if he came back and that came and her crying just immediately negated the entire like act that she just put on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That just like reversed all the thing and he changes it regardless. But when he, uh, he was he he has that and he was like talking about how he's going to ask another question and then the food gets there and then they eat the food and he goes anyway so i had a question and it like waits and then like it like the intensity's building and he goes ah, i forgot it or whatever yes just the i don't even know how to describe how perfectly done that scene <laughs> is how perfectly done any scene like in the that he's is, in. Yeah. Well, especially Christopher Waltz and his character as, as the Jew Hunter. He, is that the actor's name, Christopher Waltz? Yeah, Christopher Christoph Waltz. Waltz. Is the, yeah, Christoph, Christoph Waltz. Christoph yeah, Christoph Waltz. Waltz. Yeah. It, he plays the character so well and plays just like he. It gives you the creeps if you can like a character like that who almost like who acts like he's lighthearted and like and kind of happy and he's like constantly smiling, but you like create this ominous creepy like really deranged character out of him who seems completely normal to an extent um he really it's really just incredible especially when like in that uh whenever he's in the office with that actress and then he just like pounces on her yes and strangles, and strangles her, strangles her. that terrified me that was it, first of all because you see like that evil in him yeah it's insane and that the the, for the the way the entire movie works is just fantastic. Like the bar scene when they're undercover and they're trying to talk to her yeah. in the or uh, to the actress in the bar, and the uh, the lead SS who's whoever is present in the bar. It's a I want to say lieutenant or commander whoever is in the bar of the Nazis. He's like in, he's in the corner. Yeah, he's in the corner. He comes over the game. and he sits down and he's like playing with them or whatever. And he's like studying every move yeah. that at this point it's Fassbender, right? Because yeah. that's who he's because Michael, he messes up with the fingers. Mm-hmm. He messes, yep. and then Mike, you see that little smirk on the other guy's face. Michael Fassbender is playing the entire is playing the English spy in this movie, yes. who who is present with the bastards. First of all, to the SS's or to the SS commander's left. For those of you who don't know, by the way, SS is just the Nazi regime's military, basically. <laughs> yeah. But to the SS leader's left was Sergeant Hugo Stiglitz. <laughs> but <laughs> to his left was him, and then across the table was Michael Fassbender playing an English spy. Who, I don't think, I, I don't know how it wasn't given away, because, like, Hugo Stiglitz, he was, like, a well-known, mm-hmm. not, like, 
former Nazi turned Nazi killer. Yeah. Among all of and Germany. Had, and like, cause he, it's not like they were disguised pre- previously in the movie. Um, like they talked about, of course I know who Hugo Stiglitz is. He's like every, everybody in the German army knows who Hugo. Well, he who shakes Hugo his hand too. Stiglitz is. He yeah. shakes his hand at the very beginning. The, the SS commander shakes his hand. Yeah, so it's another like kind of so Christoph Waltz scene. Yeah, like, he, 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 he knows what's going knew, on. He probably knew beginning. the entire time, yeah. and he was just going to see how long the other guy could put up with it. Yeah. Because I mean, and then when he figures out when he calls for the uh, the he he does does he do he this? Does this he does this and yeah this he does the okay. German three it's a bad radio but he does the German three which is basically how yeah. most people would hold up a three now index middle and, and ring, ring finger, finger and he holds up three for three whiskeys and. German, the German three at the time would be a middle finger, index finger, and and your thumb. thumb. And the SS commander just has a little smirk on his face once he does that and pulls out a pistol and points it at him and says something in the line of, You just gave yourself away. And then he was like, I've had this gun pointed at your nut the entire time that you've been sitting yeah, here. That, and that was just And then Hugo wonderful. Stiglitz comes up, and he's like, yeah, me too. And he, yeah, and he's, <laughs> he puts the MP40 right on his dick. Right on. Yeah. And, it, I mean, it's it's a hilarious scene because they start talking like, well, there's only one way we're getting out of this and type. And, and, and they just talk about that. And eventually Michael Fassbender goes, well, Hugo, you know what, you know what we got to do. And Hugo pulls out a knife and just stabs him right in the crotch. That's what, yes. <laughs> just, like, direct hit. It, I mean, oh and then a big bar brawl breaks out and everybody starts shooting each other. Everybody dies. And the actress is laying on the ground talking to uh, Wilhelm. Was that it? That's the name of the guy who is behind the yeah, bar. Yeah. With the, with the, who had the kid. Maximilian or whatever. Yeah. And, he's, and she's, like, thinking, thinking about young Maximilian or whatever. And Brad Pitt's, like... You gotta put your gun down, son. And he's like, "You do a great, uh, Sergeant Aldo, Lieutenant Aldo, Aldo Rain. You do a great impression. Can you can you say it for me real quick, Cole? Uh, Lieutenant Aldo. No, no, no. Can you say it it for me real uh, quick? Gorlami. <laughs> and and, and she's talking to Wilhelm or whatever and, and and the lieutenant's trying to get him to put his gun down and she's like think about Maximilian or whatever and he's like this kid's young too he's like 21 yeah. 22 and she's saying you gotta think about Maximilian you, you wanna make it home to your wife in Frankfurt all this stuff and he finally puts his gun down, and she immediately kills him. Yeah, that like, that that kind of hurt my soul a little bit because well, I, I, there's I, I just plays to the whole movie. Yeah, of it really does. Everyone you expect to survive dead. It really does. Those I really want to see only in there too to celebrate that guy being. And a it, new it's a yeah. really sad scene. I mean, obviously, seeing any like a fresh father die, but it's is played out in such a comedic sad. manner. That you yes. forget about why that all like. Well, not like, only that, but relative atmosphere. The guy is a Nazi. It's not yeah. like he is a you know free and unsinning man. Yeah, he, I'm, I'm thinking about the guy himself, not the a group he's associated <laughs> yeah. with. All right. Yeah, I mean, I guess that would be an interesting idea. Is <laughs> are you thinking about the guys? I mean, as Lieutenant Aldo Rain says in the movie multiple times, we don't like anybody knowing you're not a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> The way she says Nazis in that movie Nazi, is... Nazis, Nazis. Yeah. He's like, we love killing Nazis. <laughs> I need, I'm going to go home and watch it. Each one I, of I you am. owes me a hundred scalps. <laughs> it just, it's, it's, it's a great We ain't leaving until I get those hundred scalps. And he... 
throughout the movie presents this persona of him not just generally not caring about what his like authorities say and how he just goes about things. And the opening scene where he basically the bastards are introduced is when they or not they're when not when they're introduced, but their first action, I guess, is when yeah. they capture the two or the three two German two German soldiers and they're interrogating the commander of like where are the where are the German soldiers that uh where the show German, me on the map show me on the map where are the German sol- soldiers and the guy goes on and on about how he can't give him any information well that I'm glad you said that <laughs> and he goes and he, yeah and he goes well I'm glad you said that because seeing uh is his name Donnie is that Donnie the, yeah. yes seeing Donnie. Donnie beat the hell out of not uh, out beat of the Nazis. hell out of Nazis is the closest we get to seeing the movies and he and he and he sits down on like a rock and he goes Donnie? Hey, he goes, "Hey Donnie, there's a Nazi out here that wants to die for country. Oblige him." <laughs> Dude, just it's so perfect. Just, it just he comes out there with a bat and they and call like, him the Bear Jew. They call, they call him, the him the Bear, bear Jew. Jew. He's well known throughout Germany at yeah, this point as the Bear Jew. Who he, originally was supposed to be played by Adam Sandler. Huh. If y'all didn't know that. that okay, not... I'm so, so glad that was not played by Same Adam here. Sandler. I could not that be more That would have killed happy. that role by 100% if that yep. was played. Especially the ending scene. First of all, the ending scene. We, got, we yeah. have to give it a second before we get to the ending scene. But all things considered, if that was played by Adam Sandler, I would throw a fit. Because yeah. that was perfect. I think perfect. It, it, with Adam Sandler, it would be thought of as like too comedic. But yeah, like, and you have to be... I, Quentin and, Tarantino does a very good job of not hiring actors that are not taken seriously. Exactly. In his movies, I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt are two of the, some of the most respected actors in Hollywood. Yeah. He got He got them on the same damn movie. <laughs> yep. You know how hard that is to hire Leo and Pitt for the same movie? I mean, it, it, besides it's the point. It's besides the point, I guess. And there's a lot of other really big. I mean, Al- Kurt Russell, Margot, Margot Robbie, Robbie, Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Al Pacino is in that movie for ten minutes. Yes, you have Al Pacino contracted for a movie, and you use him for ten minutes. There is not a director in the world that would do that, aside from Quentin Tarantino. Aside from Quentin Tarantino, and he made a great movie, a great, great movie. I mean, some of you, uh, any of you who are Tarantino fans, will understand where I'm coming from when I say just watching him create the pictures that he creates is incredible we're probably gonna talk more in depth about this too like yeah we, as if we haven't talked more in depth this is like not the already. ending of us talking about Quentin we, we will films. set aside an episode for this whether it be i mean we could do third or wednesday episode and probably setting aside setting aside an episode for it would be the best idea ideally it'll probably be not a everybody double wants feature. to hear us talk about yeah. quentin tarantino for an hour it'll probably be a double feature but regardless Glorious Bastards is a great movie. Joe Keery got a just terrible, terrible, terrible haircut. And however that ties into each other, that's for the audience to figure out. Um, um, but as a whole, it's important to note in both Nazi Germany and in the Stranger Things world of actors, you need to have a friend that will tell you no. For the example of Joe Keery, someone should have begged mercy <laughs> for his hair and prayed that some, that he didn't murder it himself. He has like a, I mean, siblings, a mom, a, a girl, friend. a girlfriend, a friend. He needs one friend. He needs one coworker uh, on the cast of Stranger Things. That's all he needs to be able to tell him, "Hey, this isn't a good idea. You shouldn't get this haircut, and especially matching it with that facial hair." 
You should not even go out in public until this is fixed. It's really especially bad. go on a red carpet and like pose for pictures. Yeah, and it, I mean, I hope that was not his debut. I for that with that hair. I really hope that he had had it for a few days, and maybe he woke up late for that event, and maybe he didn't have time to mess with his hair or shave. And that's not that's not just the look he's rolling with now because it is bad. It's not mildly okay. It's just bad. But for the most part, like okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna open my phone real quick, and it's just gonna pop up. With the picture, <laughs> I mean, what is this like? Th- like twenty percent of his forehead is showing. That's the look that I look at, I, it's and a, all I think about is, okay, I this is the it. kind of person that that I made it. <laughs> that's just that's such a confident look to rock, especially being such a like a pretty well-renowned actor like right now. And as as like a pretty boy actor too, like somebody who's handsome has good hair. Like kind of a heartthrob character. His hair was like his and now biggest he's fashion this. statement. Okay, okay, real quick. I'm not gonna give the audience a hint as to what this is, but let me see that picture real quick. I will in- include you after this. Yeah, I, I want you, you to hear it live reactions. Look at this guy's haircut. Look at this. <laughs> Joe Keery's haircut looks the exact same as a barcode. <laughs> <laughs> It's the exact same thing. No, absolutely no pattern whatsoever. Joe Curie put a barcode on his forehead. That's what it is. And I mean, he he himself looks disappointed about it in that picture. I mean, does this look like the face of someone who's happy with their hair? Okay, so a big like job interviews. You know how like you're supposed to look respect like respectable, like you like you're well kept. Nobody's gonna hire you though. if you're not well kept. I would not hire anybody who walks in for a job interview with me that has hair like with that. With a bowl cut. That shows me that you could not care less about your appearance or yourself and that you are not ready for anything in this world, whether it be a job or to star in movies. Well, that settles it. We're definitely Joe I'm Keery, getting a bowl cut tomorrow. You you're getting, could you're getting not a bowl have cut tomorrow? I'm gonna get a disappointed bowl cut me more. And Muhammad, if you walk, if I see you with a bowl cut the next time I see you, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I think you're going to smile because of how great it looks. <laughs> is that is that what's going to happen? Oh, yeah. We're all just going to be like, you know what? No, I'm just going to start clapping. I will I will shave your head. <laughs> I think I, I will shave your head before I see you with a bowl cut. I speak for a significant portion of people that know Muhammad that wish he, that just wishes he would grow back out his glorious mane. Hey, it's in the process right now, buddy. All I right. mean, you heard it here first, folks. I mean, Muhammad- I've said this many times, and if you guys do know me, like Cole says, you've heard me say many times that, <laughs> it's I, that it's been in the process. But for real, this time it's in the process. I mean, good. He, I mean, have you seen Muhammad's hair when it was long? Yeah, you showed me pictures. Absolutely, <laughs> just glorious. It, it's really beautiful, actually. Like I, it, it was just luscious. Yeah, for those of y'all at home, Heart if you don't know what I hair. look like, um, I'm six four. I I have a chiseled figure, and back in the day, I had um, hair com- like comparable to like Poseidon, and so it's just about correct. Yeah. Poseidon was the perfect description. Actually, I think I may have one that may go a little bit better than that. Y'all ever seen Braveheart? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, <laughs> what was his name? Mel Gibson. I don't know what well, yeah, the name of the char- is. The, I don't know what the name of the character is, but whoever the main character in Braveheart is, is exactly what Muhammad used to look like. 
And since then, I've shrunk, and now I'm 5'8", and not as chiseled, and my hair's shorter. He is not defying any kings of their rule. How disappointing. I'll get back to that stage, William though. Wallace. William Wallace? William Wallace. What a revolutionary name, quite literally. But Who was a real man, by the way? Huh. Yeah, Braveheart was based off of a... Kind of a tr- what like, country is that based story. off of? Like Scotland. Scotland. I thought it was Scotland. I thought Scotland. I wasn't sure. I didn't want to say that and really sound stupid, but yep. you know, whatever. Great movie, by the way. Sad movie, but great movie. I mean, the way it ends is pretty. It's yeah, it's sad. Haven't if finished you, if it. You, if you didn't cry, I still need to watch it. And they just cut off his head. I just shivered a little bit just thinking about that scene. <laughs> So we've talked about a plethora of different things on today's episode. We discussed the Florida Man headline of the week, which is something you can be expecting going forward. There will be at least one article we will be discussing about the news out of Florida, whether it be a man wrestling an alligator while flying in a helicopter trying to save the world, or whether it be a crackhead lifting a stadium in Tampa Bay. (laughs) But we will be finding whatever the best Florida news of the week is that amply describes the state as a figure. We also discussed the Juul epidemic and its impact on society and how we think our we our friends should go about fixing some of that issue and how we need to fix that some of that issue ourselves. Finally, we discussed Inglorious Bastards and all of its glory. <laughs> and all of its glory. And briefly described how Joe Keery's haircut is something that should be considered X-rated content as no child should ever be inspired to get that NSFW haircut. people. <laughs> it is it is vulgar. It is bad. It, it should be kept away and locked up forever. That is correct. Similar to Jim Hopper of Stranger Things, who is alive. But hmm. that theory will be discussed another, another time, just as we will continue to discuss the Tarantino moves on a later episode. But... Thank you for tuning in. Let us know the many different topics you want us to speak about or many different topics you wish we never, ever, ever, ever talked about. But as always, thanks for listening, and you guys have a fantastic day. Any other closing comments? Anything? I was just going to say, if you guys are driving while listening to this, drive safe, and I hope you get to your place and have fun. have a great day. Finally, follow Mix and Match Radio on all socials, whether it be Twitter, Instagram. We don't have a Snapchat, but follow us on Snapchat, too. Any of the hosts, follow them, DM them, anything you need. Bye, and see you next time.